CBD sales have increased or going are projected to be increased to 113% from last year. Farmed hemp anchorage increased 50% in the last year, and the CBD industry is expected to increase to a $10 billion marketplace by 2024. That is bonkers. We're going to talk about some oil. Yes. Like car? We're going to be drowning, swimming in oil. In motor oil? TheHempJar.com is the place to get the world's only whole hemp natural form of CBD. Non-extracted and loaded with medicinal benefits, you yourself can make yourself the most balanced version of you. Take 10% off your order with the coupon code CANNABINERDS10, only at TheHempJar.com. TheHempJar.com, the most natural form of CBD. How is it going, everybody? My name is David. I have Rachel over here with me. Hello. That makes this cannabinoids. How's it going over there? It's going great. Yeah? Feeling good. Mm-hmm. I was sick last couple of days, and Oof. I'm feeling fantastic now, so. Yeah? Was that because you took any CBD by any chance? Oh, I did. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> Among other things. Among other imagine. tinctures and apple cider vinegar and... Mm. Etc. What do you take apple cider vinegar for? Oof, all kinds of things. Digestion, indigestion. <laughs> Should we go with the Pepto Bismol? It helps me to not toot because I'm too cute to toot. What is the Pepto Bismol song? I don't want to sing it. Nausea, heartburn. It- that sounds like you're going to go into a thing about that. No, no. Diary. <laughs> Boom. What? (laughs) We are right in the middle of a huge hemp industry boom. Smack dab right in the middle of it. Did you know that? Had some suspicions. In the U.S. (laughs) alone, one in seven people take some form of hemp product. Wow. Like CBD. CBD sales have increased or are projected to be increased to 113% from last year. Farmed hemp anchorage increased 50% in the last year, and the CBD industry is expected to increase to a $10 billion marketplace by 2024. That is bonkers. Yeah, some of those facts are from the 2019 Hemp and CBD Industry Factbook. Also, what it says is expected to drive sales, retail sales, is about to be $1.1 billion to $1.3 billion this year. So, wow, good time to be in the industry. Or is it? <laughs> yeah, it's like starting a brewery, a craft brewery, a few years ago. Well, especially in Colorado. Yeah. Where there is one almost every corner you turn. Yeah, There's something. it's great, but it would be hard to be in that business and keep your product notable or above the rest. You need your loyal. Yes. Your loyals. Moving on, we got two presidential candidates that support opioids to be de- decriminalized. What's that have to do with marijuana or cannabis or hemp? Huh. Maybe something, maybe nothing. I, yeah, I don't know. It beats me. There are some studies that say cannabis does help with opioids. Yes. And there's the whole uh, weighing. Obviously, opioids are great for pain management. Comes with a lot of caveats, though. 
And then there's cannabis that has been known to be very good with pain management that does not have many caveats, in my opinion. But anyway, going back to the opioids, during the 2020 primary debate in Westerville, Ohio, Andrew Young was asked about his previously expressed support for decriminalizing opioids, like heroin. Uh, What he said is, we need to decriminalize opioids for personal use. We need to let this country know this is not a personal failing, this was a systematic government failing. Uh, Then we need to open up safe consumption and safe injection sites around the country because they save lives. Debatable? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if, if he's decriminalizing things like heroin, for example, where is this heroin coming from? Is the government benefiting from the sales of this heroin, getting taxes and all this. I mean, what I just, I think it's, he had some really good points, but I think it's just, there's a lot of areas in there that just need to be like really looked into and thought about pros and cons. Some rough stats for you. Roughly 21 to 29% of patients prescribed some kind of opioid for chronic pain. Uh, they actually misuse them. Between 8 and 12% develop an opioid use disorder, and an estimated 4 to 6% who misuse prescription opioids transition to heroin. Yikes. About 80% of people who use heroin first misuse prescription opioids. And in 2016, more than 20,000 deaths in the United States were caused by an overdose of prescription opioids. 13,000 deaths resulted from heroin overdose. So... This is a, well, yeah. It's, people know this. It's the it's an yeah. opioid crisis. That's what we're hearing on the news and everywhere you flip on the radio. It's there. So, but, and, yeah, go for it. Please. I just I don't know. I mean, I can see that they, you know, if they decriminalize it, it would save the state a lot of money as far as just police, you know, force and all that stuff, all the jailing and things like that for things like opioids. But it's still. I get that they could put the money into a better place as far as putting it into clinics and things like that, but it doesn't seem, I don't know, it's hard for me to imagine that fixing the problem. In my opinion, it feels like we're kind of jumping the gun if we're going to be talking about decriminalizing something. Right now, heroin and marijuana are the same thing as far as the government's concerned on a Schedule 1 as as far as addictions. So why not decriminalize cannabis? Right, it's kind of a, what was I going to say, contradiction? that you have opioids and cannabis or marijuana specifically all schedule one yet there's some studies out there where cannabis uh, is very good for pain management and in some cases can help uh, reduce opioid not reduce opioid addiction but the side effects when you stop opioids you know cold turkey and you have the withdrawal symptoms marijuana specifically can help with that or even cannabis hemp i'm not sure about hemp but it makes me wonder if it's still kept it's still criminalized because they can't count on the revenue from people experiencing withdrawals of cannabis or you know needing it like i mean these what is it say it again the heroin the thing that they give people when opioids no heroin prescription oh the methadone yes it's like to me I can see similar, you know, with methadone, they, these people are guaranteed to be on this and potentially for life. Mm-hmm. And so they make tons of money. The pharmaceutical companies, they all just make tons of money from it. But you don't make a bunch of money when people are quitting cannabis. 
Right. That's a can of worms right there, a pharmaceutical company. Yeah, it's terrifying, but... In my opinion, there's a reason for cannabis as much as there is a reason for the poppy plant. Like yes. They both have qualities. They're, yeah. they're both natural. They're both put on this earth for a reason. Well, they used to give milk of the poppy. Mm-hmm. For those Game of Thrones people. <laughs> well, no. Yes, but it's also in all the other... I mean, it's in books and all kinds of things that... Right, yeah, stories. it's the same kind of thing. Uh, I think we as humans tend to overuse, misuse, whatever it's meant for, you know, in any kind of circumstance. It could be food. It could be alcohol. I mean, it could... I have seen cannabis as a great remedy for chronic pain, such as yourself. Yes. I was just going to say, uh here. <laughs> yeah, and even some cases reversing cancer growth. You know, we like, we want regulation, but not for companies to prescribe opioids like Halloween can. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So let's sum up. Correct. Sum up for me. <laughs> Hard yes for decriminalizing opioids? No, you said <laughs> that we don't want pharmaceuticals to be passed out like canned Halloween. Right. Affirmative. <laughs> yes. Hard <laughs> yes, she says. We're going to take a break. Okay. You've been to thehemchar.com? I have. Hemjar.com has what? The world's most natural form of CBD. That is correct. It has a bunch of products like hemp paste, which is the most natural form of hemp you can get. Using the whole plant. Using the whole plant. We there's also chocolates, there's coffee, there is hot cocoa. Hemp cocoa, which is fantastic. I had a lot of it and (laughs) I was feeling real good. You were relaxed when you came home. Mm Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, I use the hemp cream every day. The hemp cream is great. What do you use it for? I use it on my face and stretch marks. Mm-hmm. There's actually four different kinds of hemp cream. There's the original formula, which has a lot of frankincense and myrrh and cassia. Which is kind of spicy and cinnamon, mm-hmm. you know, just for your for your back pains. It'll. There's also the sensitive skin cream. Kids save friendly oils. That is in the sensitive skin. Put that on your face and bam. It's great for eczema. I have heard so many testimonies of mm-hmm. how it has been great for kids with eczema. Yeah. There is... What other creams? Oh, my gosh. There's so anti-age. Many. Oh, that made I me look that. 10 years younger. Uh, no, it didn't. I can't say that. And there is a massage, which is great. A massage hemp cream, which is fantastic, which you actually give me massages with that sometimes. Absolutely. I'm just floating all night. Go to thehempjar.com and check it out. There, We've got all kinds of information on on their videos and everything so you can do your research. And it's it's amazing. It comes from the whole plant. Nothing's extracted. Nothing is taken out. All three amigos, <laughs> three amigos. of the cannabinoids, yes. terpenes, uh, and yep. flavonoids. Fantastic, babe. Thehempjar.com. We're going to talk about some oil. Yes, like car. We're going to be motor drowning, oil. swimming in oil. In motor oil? Swimming, drowning in oil. Swimming, drowning. I don't know. I would rather swim than so, drown. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the differences of all these oils. Motor oils? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's a lot of oils out there. It is hard to figure out. For someone just coming in, uh, I picture, because I work with a lot of older clients, I picture 
they come in they this is an overwhelming amount of cbd oil on the market and you can get it practically anywhere now you can get it super cheap and you can fence it yeah how do you know what's what what's the difference between what's an isolate what's what's full spectrum what's that mean yes tell us <laughs> <laughs> so yeah with it being overwhelming, just laying down some foundations in which we can all have a reference to. So, I have a few here. So, CBD isolate. That's exactly what it sounds like. It is the hemp plant put into an extraction method where they take everything out except for the CBD. Science. Science. It's actually kind of fascinating how they extract it. It's actually, it's like a three-chambered machine. Mind-blowing to me. I can't imagine how to just take one little isolate out. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, CO2 extraction. They use a carbon dioxide to separate the CBD oil from the plant material. And then it goes into a second chamber. So one chamber will hold the pressurized CO2 and the second pressurized chamber holds the hemp plant then the co2 is then pumped from the first chamber into the second and the presence of the co2 breaks down the hemp also in the chamber causing the oil to separate from the plant material and then yeah finally the co2 (laughs) (laughs) will sneeze over there trying to hold it she's getting excited because at the the final step, the CO2 and oil are pumped together into a third chamber. The gas evaporates, leaving an extract of pure, pure CBD oil behind. One more process to actually get the isolate. It's the crystallized CBD. It's odorless. It's tasteless. It looks like cocaine. And it's pure CBD. But there's a caveat. A caveat with everything. A lot of people do say this is 100% CBD and 0% THC. Might not necessarily be true. Yeah, how can you just get the CBD when you, it's just... Well, with science, you can, and like with really good extraction techniques, you can. And some people who have taken drug tests, uh, it's it's almost, from what I've seen, split straight down the middle. Where, if you're taking just CBD isolate because you don't want THC in your system, there's a lot of different factors. The fact that you still could piss hot for THC. And it probably depends on how good the equipment is that is. That's one of it. Yeah. That's one of it. It's uh, the, how good the extraction techniques are, how good the equipment is. And then there's another caveat where the CBD compound and THC compound look almost identical. And there's like a build of it in your system. And then the lack of refined drug testing. So, we're getting ahead of ourselves, though. Let's back up. Let's full spectrum. What do you think of the full spectrum when I say full spectrum oil? I mean, to me, if, as a consumer, if I didn't know better, that would tell me that it's got all of the... Con- yeah, you're pretty close. Yeah. It has most of the cannabinoids. A lot of people say they have all the cannabinoids, but when you're extracting, you're going to have... You can't have all 118 cannabinoids when you're extracting. Probably Uh, different temperatures or... Yes, something like that. However, full spectrum, yes, you do have your CBD, you have THC, you have CBG, CBN, THCV. We've talked about all those if you want to check it out on an earlier episode called Cannabinoids on Cannabinoids. (laughs) Or Cannabinoids on Cannabinoids. (laughs) Whatever floats your boat. But yeah, that's basically full spectrum. A lot of full spectrum, too. Uh, A lot of companies say they take... Well, during the extraction process, terpenes are pulled out. That's what I was wondering. If it, so, I guess 
the full spectrum that they can't have. Right, after the extraction. But there's another process after the extraction where they put terpenes back in. A lot of the times, these terpenes are from different plants or uh, fruits and vegetables. Fruits. I don't want to say artificial terpenes, just other terpenes not in the cannabis plant are put back into a full spectrum. So oil. are they having to use two different plants, essentially? I mean, like twice as much product? A lot of people say that, yeah. Um, it depends on the company. And how they're extracting it, probably, if there's any right. leftover. And everybody has their proprietary knowledge method. method that they don't share because it's their knowledge. It's proprietary? You know? Mm-hmm. And then we go over to broad spectrum. That's basically full spectrum, but they take the THC out. Oh, okay. So you have all the benefit of a lot of cannabinoids plus terpenes, whether they are from the plant or from a different plant, and you just have the THC taken out. A lot of people like that because it doesn't have THC. Great. So it really doesn't, or is it one of those things that the molecules or whatever that are shaped similarly could build up and well it's uh, with the extraction techniques you could still have some thc and with the buildup of that it'll show up on a drug test or it could be the bad a bad drug test a cheap one there's what i'm trying to say and we'll get into it later that there's really nothing if you're trying to pass a drug test you're not really safe from from passing if you take any of these. Yeah, no right. matter what the claims are by the companies. No matter what the claims are by the company. Especially if it's your job on the line, you know. Mm-hmm. We just need to get better drug testing. Yes, we need to get better drug testing, better refined methods machines, to, methods yeah. to extract. Yeah, because uh, in my experience, and I deal with this on day to day, I do it for a living, I see people that have failed drug tests because they take a CBD isolate. I didn't know that happened. You can even go on Reddit and see on any of the subreddits of CBD or hemp, whatever, uh, a lot of people do fail drug tests from taking just an isolate, and they were just totally surprised. Yeah, I mean, I was reading that article about the school bus driver who purchased some CBD isolate. It was supposed to be only CBD, purchased it from a very, you know, reputable company, and they assured him that there would be no THC at all and that he would be able to take that for his pain, which is great, but and they, they said he could p- definitely pass a drug test and he lost his job of however many years. And it's, it's I wouldn't recommend anybody doing it if you're in that kind of a situation mm-hmm. until we get some more, you know, detailed testing that can actually tell the difference between the two or yeah, just a better way of doing it. Right. I mean, if you're a teacher, medical worker, law enforcement, EMT, firefighter, not all hope is lost. <laughs> Tell me. There are people working for them, so they too can take CBD in any form. Good. Um, yeah, in my opinion, if anything, those type, that group of people need CBD the most. Yeah. <laughs> like the nurses and the doctors that can't... Right. You know, that could get drug tested, like, (laughs) you know. Yeah. And what's interesting, too, we talked about it before, but Nevada or Las Vegas, Nevada, in Nevada, they passed a law where you, an employer can't discriminate whether hiring or firing someone based on the THC level on the drug test. We just talked about that, right? Yeah, we did. That's pretty cool. So that's a step in the right direction. And is that the direction we need to go if we can't get better drug tests? Yeah. I mean, it's. It's really hard right now the way, I mean, I think I've mentioned this before, but just you could go have a glass of wine with dinner, mm-hmm. but you can't 
go have CBD, you know, without it stay or marijuana without it staying in your system even if you just had a small amount it could be in your system for a long time you know mm-hmm. months or whatever i mean I, i'm not for sure but still it stinks because a glass of wine in my opinion is another way of relaxing and in small amounts yeah it's exactly beneficial exactly i want some wine right now <laughs> Ooh. Last, but certainly not least, lesser known, but coming up in popularity, is the whole plant. Yeesh. (laughs) It's exactly what it sounds like. It's the whole plant. I like it. And nothing's really taken away from it. Uh, If anything, more stuff is added. So you have the whole plant. You have all 118 cannabinoids. You have over 100 terpenes and about 20 flavonoids. Which we went over last week. A can of flat. That's a lot of voids <laughs> and one een. Twenty eens. Twenty eens and... 218 oids. <laughs> Pardon me? Yes, and they, uh, we talked about it, but it's the synergistic entourage effect. You get truly 100%, as much as you can with uh, the whole plant. So there you have it. Those are the four types of cbd that i know that you can take maybe there's more if you know of any more i'd love to hear them yeah let us know mm-hmm. write it call us yes yell i was thinking about going over some uh extraction techniques but you want to save that yep <laughs> you want to save it for later uh-huh. some of these are pretty intense we already went over the co2 extraction but just kind of glanced at it really there's other solvents there's steam distillation there's steam distillation with solvents like uh butane all that kind of stuff yeah i I mean i would like to talk about what that does and everything but Mm -hmm. i feel like this it's a lot of info yeah but we could make it into a song to make it more interesting Ooh, okay i'll let you do that no you are the musician you can you can write the words (laughs) i'll write the music and that would be good but we're really just behind we are i don't want to say rooting for it because that sounds cheesy also very dirty if you're from australia Mm-hmm. i know that one too <laughs> but yeah i'll go with all those people that can't take cbd because of their occupation advocates we are advocates yes for them we want to see this research continue i had a hard time trying to figure out if there was any kind of loophole or anything but it just comes down to uh there's that gray area so okay so get this you're federally funded right federally cannabis is illegal you know i mean everybody's excited about that well if you're a school you're federally funded about five to ten percent of your uh income comes from the government right yeah in the in that one of the stipulations is you're a drug-free workplace so there's a no tolerance so that's why that school bus driver got nicked because yeah. he had it built up in his system and built basically. up in his system yeah a small very very minute small you know even if it was 0.3 or under percent of thc it can still show up so that's the caveat so even though we're in colorado and marijuana is illegal recreationally and medically it still doesn't matter if you're a federally operated or uh, in that area so that it's just a gray area and i had a hard time i spent a week trying to dive deep into figuring out something to have some happy news but yeah 
basically we are just needing more research into better drug tests or more regulation into how much THC can be in your blood before you're like, okay, you can't do this anymore, which is, which is hard because there's that buildup, you know? Exactly. It could be 0.12% THC, but if you take that for a year, what's that in your blood? I don't know. I would imagine it'd be more than 0.12. Yeah. And the measurements and how they measure milligrams per gram, I don't know. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I think there just needs to be a way that can test more accurately how recently it's been used. So if you have an accident on a job and you need to take a drug test, for example, in any kind of work situation, say you're driving a forklift and you got in an accident, they would want to test you to make sure that you weren't high or drunk Mm -hmm. at the time of the accident. So there needs to be a way that they can test. I mean, I've heard rumors of these tests that can, you can breathe and it will tell you if you've ingested or smoked any marijuana within the last X amount of time. Why Mm -hmm. couldn't they do something like that? Right. As in, look, I'm not inebriated on the job. Mm -hmm. I got in this accident. It sucks, but I'm sober. So can, you know, I I just feel like that would be helpful. I don't know how you would distinct between the buildup, you know, alcohol doesn't build up the way that marijuana does. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be hard if even if you're just using it recreationally, you know, it's, I think the it would be better to be able to have a test to tell how recently it was consumed. Right, yeah. And the drug tests that I know, they're only accurate to a certain amount of time after. So if you take a P test, it's only accurate for a certain amount of time after you take something. Uh, saliva, it's different. It's a totally different time frame. Uh, hair follicles, uh what was the other one? Blood tests, even. It's all good in a certain amount of time frame. And they're all different. So it's, what do you do? Yeah. What I always suggest and recommend to people, and this is just me, this is what I would do. I'm not saying this is the the reason or the loophole or whatever, but you go to an employer like, hey, I take this CBD. I take this thing here. I've been taking it for a while. So if anything happens, if I need to take a drug test for something, um, I will. I just request I take a blood test because that is a little bit more accurate on how much uh, level of THC is in your blood as opposed to any other testing where it's more of a black and white. You have THC in your system, so you failed. Yeah, I, a, I see that. But in a federal situation like a teacher, for example. Yeah, you can't do you it. You can't. They, the government yeah. would be like, nope, sorry, you're not allowed to. So, you know, and if you just walked up and said, I'm taking this, they might be like, and you're fired. Government, <laughs> you know? give us our cannabis. Yes, please. <laughs> I think the world would be a better place. Don't say please. Just say we, just say. We demand it. We demand it. We demand it. Getting on my soapbox. Soapbox. Do it. Do they make soapboxes anymore? I'm sure you can It's cardboard. It. You can maybe find one in an antique shop. Maybe I'll go get one. Run down to the local antiquary. <laughs> and that's it. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We really appreciate you, your support and listening and discovering with us. If you have any ideas, thoughts, questions, let us know. Absolutely. Go to cannabinerdspodcast.com. There's a little contact form you can fill out. You can reach out to me. I am at David Woji on Twitter. 
And just uh, you can follow us at Cannabinerds Pod across the board on all social media platforms. And we would love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you, even if you don't like us. Love you. <laughs> Peace. Cannabinerds.